Welcome to Fitness in the Word with Benjamin Kasanja. Don't you think that human beings like innately want direction from a source that's not a human being? For example, I was in Korea for a whole year some time back and they are big on palm reading. Yeah? And those globes, I don't know what they are called, that they shake, then they read something. This is going to happen to you in future. And it's like human beings, like generally, we, we feel limited in our knowledge of things. And we want astrology. People read the stars every day. I even saw some people in this church writing, I'm a Leos, you am a what? Let me tell you that those things are dangerous. That's why we are teaching you to hear the voice of God so that you do not need a star to tell you how your week or your month is going to be or your year. That is still divination of sorts. Yeah? Yes. It is for someone. It is not an imagination. I saw it on someone. So that is not how, you're not a Leo or a Capricorn or whatever. You're a child of God and God is able to teach you and walk with you and tell you what your life is about. Yeah? Yes. But human beings are like that. Like it's like we look for ways to know the future, to know the unknown. It is generally a thing with human beings. Yeah? The fallen man. People are naturally afraid of the unknown. It is just a thing. And even in the Old Testament, I was reading and found out there's casting lots. Like they had ways of finding out what's the right thing to do. They had umim and dumim. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Those are two stones. So I was reading about it. They're like, it's like no one go, gets new about It's like no one wrote about it, what exactly they were. So, um, the, like the people who study the word of God, theologians just try to guess. So I saw like even the pictures, if you go Google, it's like a black stone and a white stone with something written on it. So it's like one is the right thing and one is the wrong thing. So it's like dice of sorts, you get? So they, they, they use those ones to tell them what, like if it was the right thing to do. Um, and that is how human beings are. But thank God, God gave us a solution for that. God wants to speak to us. God wants to lead us. God wants to tell us about the future, which I'll show you in scripture, in case you think I'm blaspheming. God wants to tell you about the future. God speaks, and we'll see that also. Yes, so number one, why, why we need to hear the voice of God is hearing the voice of God keeps us from being stranded. I mentioned this earlier when I was giving a summary. And most of these things will actually be something that pastor has said, but just said in a different way and emphasized. It is a principle here in Rathi and generally for ushers all over the world, for any excellent church, that a new member or a member of the church should not stand somewhere looking stranded for more than 30 seconds. A principle. Someone cannot enter there and they are standing for 30 seconds not knowing where the service is, where the washrooms are, what to do, what can I do, where can I throw this trash. Someone should always sort out. No member of the church should be stranded. Yeah? Are you getting the picture? Imagine, have you ever been to a new place and you don't know what to do? That's how I tell, like, hospitality in that place or, like, in a hotel. Have you ever even shop? I remember there's a shop down here where they sell parts for cars. So pastor wanted to ask about a windshield for the car. And he entered and the ladies are just there talking stories. They're not even saying hi to him. They're not looking at him. They're not, you get, like, very, if you're like that at your job, please, that's why you've not been promoted. That's why it's not working for you. You have to be, you get, like, you can't let a customer enter for two minutes 
They are standing there looking lost. That is being stranded. And that is why we hearing the voice of God helps us as children of God never to be stranded. It is possible for you to reach a crossroad and to, to, to never be stuck at a crossroad. Reaching a crossroad is noble for all of us as human beings. But do you know a crossroad? I've realized that we can, I can leave someone where there are two options or even three of where you can turn. You get, because if you don't know the way, have you ever been like that? You, you, where you're going somewhere you've never been before, you're taking a new route and you get somewhere and you know that if you take this wrong turn, <laughs> it's going to take you very far from where you're supposed to go. So you really need to know the right turn. And that's how it is about life. You get somewhere and you know there is a, a decision to make and this, whatever decision I make, whichever way I go, is going to be impactful in my life. So this, it is possible for a child of God never to be stuck at a crossroad. It is possible for a child of God to always take the right, if, the right choice or the right turn if we are willing to hear from God. Yeah? So this hearing the voice of God helps us never to be stuck at a crossroad. As a child of God, you have the Spirit of God in you. He guides you into all truth. Truth of the Bible and also truth about your life. The decisions that change your life forever, for good or for bad. For example, I have seen people who have chosen the wrong marriage partner. That's one of the most important decisions you will make in your life. They can make your life hell or heaven. Making a wrong decision. They are, they are rich. Hmm. They have a nice car. They'll buy me a car. They've already bought me a car. Reason to marry them? No. What is your purpose? How does your purpose and his purpose marry? How are we going to live together? These things that we've not agreed about, like church. Where are we going to be going to church? He's a Catholic, you're not. Hey! You think it will go away because you are in love? It will not. Crossroads. I remember my dad, I was trying to remember the year, but I, I, I could not remember. He, he's been in AIC. And at that time, the church he was in, he's a pastor, a reverend, Dr. Reverend. In case you listen to this, I give him honor. So he was, I don't know if he was fired. My brother is here, but I can't consult. Either he was fired or he quit. Knowing him, he probably quit because there was a lot of drama happening, uh, politics in the church, and the people did not want him there, and he, they made it clear, and he knew it. Okay? So he was jobless. He had three kids at that time, or four. I don't know if my brother was born. Were you born? <laughs> he was born. So he had four children. We were relying on the church. I told you guys you need to laugh less so that we finish on time. To see Shikanisha Nina capturing glory, we just continue. Um, so he was, um, he had four children. We were living in the house for the church. Like they were, it's a house they had bought, so we were not paying rent. You get, um, like the, it was a comfortable place to be as a pastor of that church, a senior pastor. It was honorable. You get, people loved him. He carried the power of God from those days, even from such a church. And that's an interesting thing, by the way, that's happening with Siaya. All this fire is happening in an ACK church. Just to put it there on the side. That's amazing. That's something God is doing, bringing the church together. So he was fired. So what did my dad do? He went on a fast. A whole week, he went away to pray. Why? He was at a crossroad. He's always been a pastor all his life like for a good part of his life and he enjoys it and that's he feels called 
but this the church that God has placed him in, even the, the whole body, because the people who were against him were actually like big leaders in the church. You get like bishops, who could you? So, like, how do you, how does he, like, how does he get another job? Like, what does he do a crossroad? You don't want to use human wisdom. You don't want to just go and apply for a job somewhere, or you don't want to go and fight back the bishops. You get, like, that's human wisdom. So he was at a crossroad. So he went and fasted. He went away alone by himself. He didn't even tell people. And God spoke to him. He was there for like a week. And when he came back, Daystar calls him. And they want him to be the chaplain for Daystar University. He started as an assistant chaplain. Did you think that's coincidence? <laughs> so he gets to be a pastor but not in the church. So he's still he's fulfilling his calling. He's providing for his children. So Desta ended up being a very big blessing to us. When, you're, when, you're, when you are staff, your children, uh, full tuition is paid for. People used to wonder how we go to Desta, living in Isili, because that's where we used to live. <laughs> but all the four children went through Desta, fully educated by Desta. Everything is working out for your good. I tell you, it is not a rhyme. I keep telling you guys that it is true that everything happening to you can work out for your good because that's what the word says and you're a child of God. Every, to everyone called according to his purposes. That you're obedient, that you're hearing him and obeying every step of the way. Things just work out for your good. My mom went to school. She had gone to uh, Took. That time it was not Took, but she just had a diploma. She got to do for free a whole... Um, degree until my brother finished his, um, his uh, degree, that's when my dad retired. He didn't go and discuss it with his other friends who maybe who had been fired or quit with him. You guys, you see how those people are mean? Are they even serving God? They, no, no. Just came and told his wife and went and told God and found a way forward. And God gave him peace when he was coming down from the mountain. He knew that a solution had come. And then next week, they call him crossroads but we want to identify with the world we want to be that, that Christian who is very relatable who is not fishy who does not say God has told them hey, then you suffer like the world like a child like a, a, a person who is not a child of God God can lead you I remember someone was telling me there's a time I wanted to start trading um, like uh, trading you get trading what is it called? Something to Forex, yes. And someone was threatening me, telling me that, hey, this one, only like prophets can do it because it really needs to hear God. But I was like, hey, may I hear God? Like, that's not the reason I, I was not threatened out of doing it. I did not do it because that was not what God wanted me to do. You get? But I was not, may I hear God? Yeah, I hear God and I can, I can do it if that's what God wants me to do. I will do it and do better than the prophet. You get? But... I hope you're hearing me. Like, at a, a Christian is never lost. Or no, not lost for too long. If they will remember, oh, God always has a solution and go back and do it. Last story. I remember, I have many during when uh, Ada, our baby, was small. But I remember this specific time, she was, not, she was using a bottle um, to take milk. So she stopped taking. So a whole day, and she's only like, she's not weaned yet. She's not, take, she's not eating solid food. And she's, not, she's refusing the bottle. You give her like this, she throws it away. I'm like, Jesus. So I'm not going to Google. 
Google is going to give me more things that she's sick or she has or she eh no I went to God and it took a while like a whole week imagine a whole week of the baby refusing and throwing it away then I got it by myself I was like that bottle she's outgrown the bottle so for people who are not parents like the the hole where the baby sucks from is the, the size of the hole depends on the age of the child so it becomes bigger as a child grows you get because the child needs to draw more the older they are getting so she had outgrown the size by myself go to me by myself so i changed it and immediately she started drinking and i went now not to the mothers because i was in a mothers group and i asked like just a confirmation is this a thing and they told me yeah it's actually a thing that's why i learned that they have ages you have three months six months 12 months a solution that god can give us solutions if we are as we spend time with him as we love him as we value his voice we can hear him about anything and it's amazing i have too many testimonies and that's why my mothering has not been stressful because i'm mothering with jesus you you try to mother alone like the world and you're suffering like the world how are you going to be a light if to, we are all in the darkness we and me i'm not in the darkness i have seen a great light and that light lives in me and he calls me the light of the world so how to be a light is also to take in this light so that we can expense it and this light is even in our situations i don't know what you are stuck in but i'm telling you today that god can remove you from that being stuck is your business not growing yeah making losses every month have you sat down seriously with the seriousness that i want to hear with the belief that god can speak to you with the belief that he cares about your business and ready to hear you know some of us go to pray without an expectation of hearing anything because that's how we've prayed all our lives that's what we've been taught you go and say 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 even have a list if you organize like me you had your prayer request written you say 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 then you say lord i bless you i honor you i give you praise then you leave the presence of god him he was there waiting for okay now my turn shopping list he's your atm yeah i know we laugh a lot when i'm preaching but i hope we are getting what i'm saying wherever you are stuck god has a solution and i am confidently saying that whatever the problem is whatever it is whatever it is i can some things are even embarrassing i was thinking of one i'm like i can't share here but even like like a condition women maybe you have this condition all the time just go ask god tells you something simple like go sit in now in water with salt and that story is sold forever imagine like why should you suffer and you have god who cares about you why do we live like we have no father like we created ourselves we just appeared do you know that's a problem that would be if we believed that story of just appearing from a ball or a stone or whatever do they say evolution or that big bang yes it's a big bang that would mean there's no god we can go to that is what it deprives us of that we are alone that we came from nothing that we have no purpose it just happened that you are that we are here and we are just waiting for being here to end and there's no life after this like this is it or you come back as a cow you get like that is a very bad like it removes god from the picture and the god is everything you were not you didn't come out of nothing 
God created you. He had a plan for you. And he cares about you. Okay? Yes. You are a child of God. You are his responsibility. I screamed that at you a few weeks ago. That one. That you are God's responsibility. You are his child. Allow him to take care of you. Amen? I can't insist it enough. Bible story. So that you don't think I'm just giving you stories today. David. Please open, uh, please give me 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 8, NKJV. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city. They had gone away to fight or something. And there it was burnt with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Are we following the story? Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept, men weeping, until they had no more power to weep. Things were bad. And David's two wives, Ahinoam and the... Uh, Ahinoam the Jezreelites and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite hey, had been taken captive. So it was not only their men, even him. His two wives had been taken captive and his children. Everyone. In fact, they found the camp empty. Can you imagine? All their possessions, all their children, all their wives. Hey, rapture. But David strengthened. Is that? No, 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 no. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, I love this part, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Let me just stop fast and say, he reminded himself, ah, I'm not alone. I have God. God who chose me. God who I worship all the time, write songs to. God who I know personally. Ah, what does he have to say about this? Mm, that's where... I, Many of us, that's the point. Where things are bad and you forget who you are, whose you are. And you sync with everyone else. But there is this place you can decide. When things are going bad, when everything is falling apart, I remember. I encourage myself in the Lord. I become sober. You get, have you ever seen someone shaking themselves? I become sober. I'm like, oh, ah, no, it's not all lost. I'm not alone. I have God. Strengthened, but David, but, that's a good word, but, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me the effort here to me. You'll see those things I was telling you. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Like meaning, if I go after them, will I win? Yeah? And he answered him, it's, like, it's immediate. God wants to give you an answer. It's not you will go fasting for a whole year. God, God has the answer. Pursue. For you shall surely, like no doubt, overtake them and without fail, ah, recover all. You know that gives you confidence. I should have added that reason. That hearing God gives you confidence. That even when you're going into the darkness or into like a fire, you know I'm going to be fine. 
because God is the one who has spoken about this. I'm not going at with my own wisdom, with my own understanding. And they, it's true. Like I'm not, uh, I'll not go through the rest of the, the story, but they found a man who had been left. Those are, who are those people who had attacked them? Amalekites. The Amalekites had left one of them who was injured. Hey, you see how God works for us. They had left him because he was injured and he was slowing them down. So they left him there to die. So these people found him and they brought him to David. They fed him and when he was strong, he told them exactly where those people had gone and they went there and they got everyone. No one was hurt and everything was restored. Why? Because at a crossroad, David was wise enough to sober himself up. I'm not alone. I'm not a heathen. Hmm? God is working for me. I'm not under the curse. I'm under the blessing of God. I can hear God. He can instruct me. Why am I confused? And everyone was rescued. And the, the situation was solved. Something you can learn also about that is as a leader. There's a lot of pressure on you. But if God has chosen you to be a leader, then he has given you the wisdom to be a leader. And he's working with you in your leadership. So even when they wanted to stone him, he still shone alishine at the end of it all. And everyone was happy. Amen? You can lead even in how you trust God. In the office when everyone, you, can, you know you can be a leader even if you're not necessarily physically a manager or something like that. Like because of how you are set on the right thing to do, how you are doing your work well, how you can lead in that way. Where everyone when they are worried, they always know to come to you because you, you're always relaxed. Why? Because you have God. That's even a very easy way to tell them about Jesus. When they come, they're very worried. Oh, our salaries have been cut. You're like, mm -mm, we're going to be fine. They wonder what's wrong with this person. When they are worried, they're talking, oh, elections, what happened? They're like, God is in control. There's not going to be any fight. Why are you so confident? I know God. We've been praying in my church. Hey, they're like, hey, you actually believe it. You actually believe those things. You know many Christians don't believe? It's their pastor who said, my pastor said, that maybe there will be no fighting. My pastor said that this year, Corona will end. <laughs> you, personal relationship with God. When pastor says something, believe it, but go and get it for yourself also, so that you are not believing because only pastor said, but because you've had God for yourself. So that you'll be confident. Pastor will not be there all the time. In fact, many times. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, children of God. Amen. I loved this verse. I found it very interesting. Also, the effort, I wanted to tell you. I wanted a picture, but it's okay. The effort was a vest. So you know how God gave instructions about what the priests should wear. So on the top, after everything was put in place, he even told them about underwear. So that when you are raising your foot to... to <laughs> have you read that part? So that people don't see your... your <laughs> God is funny. God is very funny. Yeah, so after all that, now at the top, they had like something like a vest. You get, like it, has, it didn't have arms, and it was kind of long, like my dress, and then it had a sash. That's what an effort was, and that's where the umim and tumim were kept. Okay? That's why he said that like, the priest should bring their effort. Yeah, so 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 6. When Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. 
I just wanted that one is just for free. Like I found that very interesting. Like I, this is the time that God had rejected Saul and he was not talking to him. I think this should be the time. I'm not sure. I didn't get time to go into it, but I think this is the time he went to resurrect Samuel because God was not speaking to him. Yeah? So imagine those three things. That means those were some of the key ways that God used to speak to people in the Old Testament through dreams. Isn't that amazing? Through Urim and Thummim, we've already talked about that, and prophets. That the king would have to hear from the prophets what God is saying before they did or they made any decision. That's amazing. That's still God speaking. So hearing God's voice is essential for every leader. I've talked about that. I want to very quickly show you the verse I told you, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 16, about the what sorrow, NLT. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 16, NLT, yes. What sorrow for the land ruled by a servant? The land whose leaders feast in the morning. Happy is the land whose king is a noble leader and whose leaders feast at the proper time to gain strength for their work, not to get drunk. I love it. Me, I also read it as a leader myself. Are we always partying? Always having a good time? Always spending money to appreciate ourselves? You know, there are people say, treat yourself, and you've not done anything. I remember when I used to... <laughs> Yeah, even pastor keep saying pastors keep going for sabbatical and they only preach on Sundays. After Sunday they go for a whole day using the church money to rest somewhere in a resort, elementaita. This is that is what it is. Partying before you've done in the morning. I used to have this rule at work when I used to bake a lot at the at our shop somewhere here in town. I used to tell myself that I'm not going to eat lunch until I have done something substantial. Yeah, some of us by nine you are yawning. <laughs> Someone was telling me, but them they are pregnant, but they are telling me they carry lunch to wherever they go, like to work. <laughs> then by 10, they've already eaten their lunch. <laughs> but you are not pregnant and you are just doing that. <laughs> but that... If you're already yawning by nine, by ten, you're already giving yourself a break and you have nothing to show for what you've done, that's being a child, a servant. You're ruled by your stomach. May I tell my stomach when we are going to eat? Can't tell me when we are going to eat. Can't destroy my life. I think it's Apostle Selman or Polenenche who was saying, you can eat your destiny away. You just go continue eating, eating until you eat your destiny away. Instead of praying and fasting and seeking God about your life. I know it's funny, but it's true. Another, another interesting place where a child and a slave are put together is Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. You know this scripture very well. We read it when we were doing being heirs and sons, NKJV. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. I won't read all of it. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though is he master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. I'll, I'll stop there. It's a, there's a lot more. But I found that interesting. I paused and I was like, that's interesting. That we should not be children. 
and children are servants because they are not they don't have power over things that rule over them that the things of the flesh rule over them like i'm giving a very simple example but it is complex is lunch or food that way you are an, a, a hungry man is an angry man because you've not eaten you're not talking to people you're not or until like there's a there, there are some conferences we used to go to for pastors so they bring pastors from all over the country and let me tell you pastors fighting for food at lunch time when you go in the line there even if you're going to say hi to your friend they think you're going to cut the line eh? i think bright we've gone for you remember you went with pastor with one of those uh, yeah it's true i'm not exaggerating pastors imagine now what about the rest of the congregation but the stomach has something on human beings naturally you get but you can be above your stomach you can tell your stomach when we are eating or we are not eating that way even when there is no money god forbid because we are not there we are leaving that place but like that's not the biggest thing for you if i have fair i'm okay because there are things you've conquered in your life yeah so that's a slave and a slave is a child and they are not master over anything yet god wants us to be master over everything to be in control amen he has given us power over sin that's amazing mature sons of god are led by the spirit of god i hope we're getting this line of thought that children are can party in the morning they have no control they have no wisdom they are foolish they are controlled by their emotions and their and peer pressure you see that the other princes from the other um village are going to party even you you go party and you've not done anything Romans 8 verse 14 For as many as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God and the the spirit of God leads us not only with the word of God but as we are going to see shortly even by speaking to us God speaks I want to dwell there for a few seconds so that I feel like we've not gotten it the mature sons of God hear the voice of God they are led by the spirit of God Hearing the voice of God is important for you as a child of God. You are mature if that's how you make your decisions led by the spirit of God. Not because you have been squeezed to the corner when the rubber meets the road. Between a stone and a hard place, a rock and a hard place. That you are led by the spirit of God, not by your emotions, not by circumstances, not by the weather. We've talked about this a lot that in June you you know you've declared everyone knows even in the office that you get sick during June July and uh, October now that it is going to October You get what I mean you are led by the spirit of God the word of God is your guide Thy word is a lamp and a light unto my feet guiding me where to go how to make decisions These are the mature sons of God So hearing the voice of God is not a we're not negotiating. If we want to grow, if we want to walk in the fullness of who God has called us to be as his children, we have to hear his voice because that is one of the major ways how he leads us. Pastor talked about this as I finish this point. How it helps God to be specific with our lives, to be specific with you. There's no way in the Bible where it's written Ngara. You shall get your church in Ngara. Is it anywhere in Avas? How did God speak to us about the, and how does he speak to us about things that are specific to church and rati he speaks we hear his voice and maybe someone is asking this hearing is it like loud no it is a 
a conviction in your heart about matters. You just know. It's a knowing. Things of God, life is spiritual. I wanted to say things of God and I realized that just generally life is spiritual. Yeah. So it is just a knowing you know this is the right decision and you make it and you find that it was the right decision. Yes. It is God speaks. God is spirit. He speaks to our spirits. Yeah. He can do a loud voice. It's possible. Like Samuel. But he doesn't have to. Okay? In fact, pastor says that people think that that's very deep when you have someone in fellowship saying how God came in a loud voice. That many times it was to get people's attention who are not listening. <laughs> so if you you're listening and your heart is constantly connected to God, then you don't need a loud voice. So you're not shallow. You're as deep as they come. If him is never talked to you in a loud voice, you've not needed to because you're heeding, you're listening. Yeah? He has your attention. Praise the Lord. Are we together? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Number two, hearing God's voice is how we access the Holy Spirit's functions in our lives. I'll repeat it. You can put it in your own words. Hearing God's voice is how we access the Holy Spirit's functions in our lives. The Holy Spirit has many functions in a believer's life. Yeah? He's our helper. He's our guide. He's our teacher. He's our comforter. One of my favorite these days, he's our counselor. Hmm. He's our intercessor. He groans. Yeah? When we are praying, he takes over and groans with, um, he prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. He's our strengthener. I like that. There's a version that calls him that amplified. That he strengthens us. He reveals Jesus to us. Many things that we say in this, um, in this church. He convicts us of righteousness. This was one of my most amazing things that I was ever taught by Pastor Benjamin. That he convicts us of righteousness. For sin, he convicts the world of sin. You get like that's how someone gets to give their life to Christ. But for a believer, he convicts us of righteousness. Because uh, he continues to say, I'm avoiding to read that scripture, but you can write it down. Um... John 16, verse 8 to 11. He talks about that. But yeah, he says for righteousness, because he's not there with them, like he was going to heaven. So it's like having Jesus here on earth, walking with him daily. He was able to remind them that, you know, like they belong. They were walking with Jesus for heaven's sake. Yeah, the son of God. So he would be able to remind them that they are righteous, they are, they are, they are reconciled to God or, or things like that, that they are okay. But when he went away now, they need the Holy Spirit to convict them. We need the Holy Spirit to convict us that we are righteous. Isn't that amazing? We've been told that the Holy Spirit convicts us that we are sinners. Which is okay, there's a place of that, for that. Like, you are sensitive when you do wrong. That's how you go tell stories to God and to the person you've wronged. But, I sound better when I'm like this. So, but, um, Dano, think. Righteousness, Yes. That the Holy Spirit reminds us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That if you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you after you've made a mistake, or on a bad day, maybe you've shouted at a makanga, that is a tout for the people who are not uh, conversant with Swahili. That the Holy Spirit, when you go and sit down in your quiet time, because naturally our tendency is to beat ourselves up, the Holy Spirit reminds you that you are a child of God. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That God loves you even in that state. 
He's going to help you to be better, but he loves you. That has not changed how he feels about you. That he loves you completely every day. That there's nothing that you can do to make him love you less or to make you love you more, to make him love you more. Imagine that. If that's all you get in a quiet time, that's enough. That you live there confident that the devil cannot accuse you, accuser of brethren. You don't you don't uh, change your ways uh, because of being accused. Pastor likes to say this, there's no one who has become so like so much better by being told how bad they are. That's what the devil tries to do. That's what he says like if you're not happy with your wife or with your husband because the context is usually marriage, they've never become better by you telling them how they're always late. You you are always late. Look how you look you've gained so much weight after that baby came. You you always spend all our money, see how? That's never made anyone any better. And God knows that. How he makes us better is to show us how we can be. This, the, how he made us, how the potential that we have. And that's how we get better. Isn't that amazing? So he convicts us of righteousness. He convicts us of judgment, not our judgment. I'm sad that some people have taught that scripture like that. It is the devil who has been judged. He even explains it. You'll read there. Maybe you can show it to me. You see, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. That the devil was taken care of. That is not a, a concern for you. Stop giving him as an excuse. Don't fear the devil. That the Holy Spirit reminds you that the devil was judged. That as long as you're in Christ, he's not a thing. Overcome and continue. You have God on your side. Isn't that amazing things that the Holy Spirit does for us? Yes, yeah, so how can the Holy Spirit be these things? Comforter. How can he comfort you without speaking to you? How can he guide you without speaking to you? How do those people who say that the Holy Spirit does not guide us, how will he guide me without speaking to me? Do you get what I mean? Maybe there is scripture, but I've asked you, like that one where you are deciding if you are going to go to, the, to Canada or you're going to stay in Kenya. How is that in the Bible? Give me a verse. I'm giving you that scenario. Like you have this decision you have to make. You feel like uh, there's this opportunity that has come at work. Like people are applying. Everyone is going to Canada because Kenya has become just something else. We are all going there. They are being successful. It's working so easily for them. But like you don't, it's a big decision. How do you decide with, the, with only the Bible? Tell me please, someone. You need the God to speak to you. You need a peace in your heart. You need to know that this is what you need to do. Yeah? Yes. So that's what I mean. That we will... Let me read then, now that I'm starting to explain. Sorry. What I mean by hearing God's voice is how we access the Holy Spirit's functions in our lives. We give him an opportunity to do what he should be doing in a believer's life by hearing God's voice. That's as simple as the point is. He can't... I, I love this one and I keep telling people that I learned that God, the Holy Spirit is my counselor, that he can counsel me. I gave you this story and you laughed at me a lot, but it was like that time when I was having a lot of trouble, like being uneasy that I'm getting older and there's no man in my life. So after I broke up with this one, after obeying God, you remember my story for four years? After I was finally obedient, I was single, and by single, like uh, Tali was telling you guys, very single, no dates, I had not gone for a single date, for five years. And I obeyed God, surely. 
And I was being totally straight. I was telling you guys, if you are single, be totally single. Stop chatting with men and ladies at night. With several ladies. Chatting, chatting. Where are you? How's your day? Leave them alone. And you know, girls, they don't understand. We don't. Let me put myself. We don't understand that you're just chatting us as a friend. Why are you checking up on me every day? Even my physical brother, my brother, does not check up on me every day. He does not know what I'm doing today. You, why are you checking up on me? If you have no interest in me, leave me alone. Stop chatting endlessly. Stop asking someone to escort you. Don't ask someone to take you shopping. Why? Be single. You are single. Go shopping with your girlfriend all alone. Be single. That way, when someone comes, there's no confusion. There's no open Pandora boxes everywhere with issues that you need to go and close. Yeah? Just be single. Sleep at 9 p.m. Because there's no one you're chatting with. Or read the word or listen to a sermon. I've told you 12% is the only thing you're going to get today at most. Build your life. Go to school. Be busy. Be promoted at work because of how you're coming early and leaving. After you finish, you're very efficient. Be single. Okay? Yes, I encourage it greatly. Yes, so I was saying that I was alone for five years. Very alone. No date, I'm telling you, even a single one. And people were talking to me, telling me, it's because your skirts are too long. Danu, if you just make them a little shorter. <laughs> Danu, your, your dresses are so loose. Just make them a bit tight. Show your bum a little. Someone will see you. Danu, it's because you're earning a lot of money. And I told you guys, guys, I was earning 50,000. And you know me, I, I said, Father, if this is what is going to give me a husband, let me stay. 50,000, someone is thinking I'm earning a lot. I, me, there, I want to earn more. I, so those things were not working. So like the Holy Spirit, when I go to him, because sometimes I would get overwhelmed. I would be sober many times, but sometimes I would go. So when I go, I used to live alone. I would go and pray. And God tells, so now the Holy Spirit cancels me. That, that was the first time I experienced being canceled. So he's like, okay, stop crying. Okay. <laughs> Sit down. Let's talk. Okay, so why are you feeling bad? Oh, you know, everyone is telling me this. I feel like there's something wrong with you. Okay. But is there anything wrong with you? No, I feel like I am, I am okay. I feel like... Like there's nothing wrong with me. Like really, if I think about it very well, I am okay. I'm not a reckless person. I'm, I'm beautiful. I'm, like there's nothing generally that's wrong with me. So he's like, okay, what if you never got married? Is, has this issue become such a big... Do you believe... What are you doing with your life right now? What, have, what do you feel I called you to do? And you need a man to, you get, like to, to justify that or to complete that. Eh, so you see, you're starting to see where the problem is. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm not there yet. I've not thought until where I can be single all my life. You see how that's cancelling. But many of us don't have the time or the patience or the belief that God can cancel you. But cancelling, the Holy Spirit is the chief counselor with a lot of love and a lot of truth. And the truth, uh, not the truth, the way he does it depends on how you relate with him. There are people he can take you a bit slowly because you are so like an egg. You keep breaking down. But if you know that he loves you and you're solid, you get, like you can stay through the session. Some people leave <laughs> when the session has just begun. But I'm telling you the truth, this is a reality I walk in. 
that if I give him time, he cancels me through stuff, many things. So we imagine we talked about that. So like he even tells you now, go, that's enough for today. Then you come back the other time. So Lord, this is where I am at. I feel like I, I need you to help me get to where I'm okay if I never get married. And he was trying to do something. He was showing me, he wants me to be whole by the time I meet my husband. That I want to give those burdens to my husband that you, you are what I was waiting for. I was nothing before you came. No. You complete me. Imagine that that sounds romantic, but it's not a good thing. You should be complete in God. Let me tell you some of these things that I do. Some of these things that I do now, eh? that I am, is because of who God made me that time. The things I'm able to do, the support I'm able to give pastors, a whole person, is because of my counseling sessions with Jesus. They are real. So, some of us, we have not many of us. In fact, that's one of the messages God has put in me, that I will travel nations to preach that the body of Christ has not yet caught about the Holy Spirit as our counselor. That was just my example. Maybe you don't have any problem with a relationship or anything, but God can counsel you. Maybe you're grieving. God can take you through your grieving process. Yeah. Why do we think that he's not able to? Why do we think that it's not a godly thing? He loves you. Everything that concerns you concerns him. Yeah, so I was taken through serious sessions. Sometimes you cry, sometimes you're like, oh my God. So God, are you saying that you're not going to give me a husband? Is that what you're saying? He's like, no. I'm saying that that's something we need to sort. You're not ready for that man. You will not be a blessing as I would want you to be. And the time that now I was done during one of those, my, my counseling sessions, is when he told me a date. 30th of April. He told me a month. April. And on 30th of April... My vibes with pastor started. 30th of April. And I was thinking, Lord, you said April. Sasa April is ending. You know, now 30th is at the very end. I don't know why God likes to do that. Even when he's giving you rent. He can wait until that morning. <laughs> or at 11 p.m. when it's you. This was the deadline. <laughs> anyway. I'm not going to add so that we, we go... So all those things that the Holy Spirit is, he can only be to us if we allow him to speak to us. Okay? I'll give you a quick one to show that he speaks. John chapter 16, verse 12 to 15, NLT. I'll read very fast. There's so much more I want to tell you, but this is Jesus. It was those last chapters when he's talking to his disciples just before he's crucified. It was like a farewell kind of thing. Okay? Telling them the last words. So there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. This is the part now. Listen this one. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has had. He will tell you about the future. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is the one I was telling you. For those who are thinking, this beautiful woman, what is Jesus talking about God telling us the future? It is this one. Even in the Old Testament, he tells us, he'll, he'll tell us the, the, end, the, the end from the beginning. It's amazing. He'll bring me glory by telling you. Are you seeing all this telling and speaking? Whatever he receives from me, all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The Holy Spirit speaks. Number three and last one. Hearing God's voice is for companionship. Hearing God's voice is for friendship, for companionship, for intimacy. That this just having the law 
written down as powerful as it is the word of god in a book as powerful as it is is not enough for the kind of intimacy that god wants to have with you he wants to be personal and that's why i told you he can give you personal details about your life you can inquire about any matter imagine how that upgrades the intimacy to another level imagine if we are just only it would be awesome but it would not reach the level of intimacy and we see it all over the bible everyone we look up to in the bible had time with god and they make decisions from what god has told them that's not necessarily written word for word do this in the bible okay it is for companionship no relationship can grow with no communication or with monologues that's what many of us our prayers are like monologues it's like you're speaking to yourself or to someone who does not talk no relationship no friendship can grow like that you can be loving god with all your heart and your intents are your intentions are good but you can never be as intimate with god as you'd like to be without spending time with him hearing his voice amen i'll give you a quick story of what god has been doing with my time with him i had a problem when i when i joined this pentecostal world because i felt like i'm a very i'm a very intimate person i don't know how i can explain that like i don't like shallow so even if you're my friend or even if you're not even my friend not that you are enemies but you get like even if you're not close to me we are always going to have a deep conversation if you allow me that's how i am like i won't just stop at how are you i can even notice that you're not okay i've done that many times like i meet with someone and they tell me ah nikopo and i know they are not i'm like okay what is the problem what is happening maybe they refuse to tell me because maybe they feel uncomfortable but not because i got it wrong you get like i'm very conscious so when i joined this pentecostal world i felt like the only thing that is emphasized is speaking in tongues which is awesome but i feel like it's a monologue of sorts you get so it has its place but i felt like i was missing something so if i'm just speaking in tongues for an hour and that's what i call that i've spent time with god i feel like i've not really bonded you get like i've just dealt with things and uh, you get like aligned everything and i'm blessed and highly favored but huh, like i feel like we are not bonding so when recently like i forgot about that matter and i would just spend my own time with god like pastor told you like i wake up early and just spend time with god like it's something i do but when pastor lashore came and told us and then pastor told us also a week a few weeks after that or the week after that about how to spend time with god 20 minutes what to do like for me it re awakened something in me i'm like actually you was right those many years ago that there's something more that god does not want so many of us are there maybe where you just you have kept that one because it's been emphasized you speak in tongues and you pace very fast for an hour and you feel re-energized and what but you know that's why people who are very spirit filled are depressed because there's a way we can become religious even in our speaking in tongues we can detach it from intimacy from friendship from worship hearing god's voice it's for intimacy so i've been spending time with god and i love it in fact <coughs> I'm working to get there but I love it more than the one hour of speaking in tongues. The one hour of speaking in tongues is intense and it's amazing and I know I said things right and all and I walk out in power but 
I love my moments with God more. These quiet ones when I get to listen to him. When he gets to heal me and cancel me and speak into my life, remind me of what he said about me for me. I'm not don't go say the word I said, okay? I'm telling you my experience. I'm not saying it is more important. Let's continue doing all of them. And that's what even Pastor Lashore said. Have your time for speaking in tongues. Have your time for quiet time. Have your time for catching up. Catching up with your Bible reading is not quiet time. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Proverbs 18 verse 10. So as I'm spending time with God, like what happens is that sometimes he'll bring up like a scripture that I've always known and we get to talk about it. So I was wondering, I've always wondered, like even the songs that we sing here about his name and how we, I love your name. Like the more conscious I've gotten, I, was, I felt like I don't know what it means to love your name. Like what, why do I love your name? Like what is that? Have you ever thought about it? Hey, like me, just singing. Oh, we love your name. What does that mean? Why? Why don't you love your neighbor's name? Or your, you get what I mean? Like why is it a point of worshiping? Maybe some of you have already gotten that revelation, but me I didn't have. In fact, it happened like just all these things happened like in a span of a month. So I realized that I actually don't know what that song means. Hi, and in all, I'm a whole pastor walking in power. But I was like, I don't know what that means. And I kept it in, the mem- in my memory. You get. Then one day, I'm now spending time with God, and he brings up this verse. So I tell him, in fact, yeah, like I don't know what that means. Why is your name a strong tower? You know, you imagine like the letters Jesus or God. How are they a tower? How are they a safety for me? You get. I'm helping someone. Yeah, even you, you've never known, you just raise your hand and cry. But if you ask exactly why, <laughs> you don't know. So in this my time with God, my intimacy, quiet time, everyone is asleep, that's the time I like. He tells me, check the, what, uh, what the name, name means. So I downloaded a Bible that day, you can get it, that has the, um, the meanings, it's combined with a concordance. A concordance is a book that gives the meanings like in, in Hebrew or Greek, the original meanings of words. You get like every word it gives you. Yeah, so I went, I downloaded it, and I looked. The name means, I'm about to bless someone. Eh? The name there in Greek, in, in Hebrew, because it's in the Old Testament, means the whole character of God. Who God is. His full person. Hmm. It started to make sense. I was like, the name of the Lord, who God is, who the word says that God is, is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, run into who God is. Every day you run into him being father, being loving, being good, being consistent, being savior, being friend. Being faithful, being healer, being everything that we need, safety. That no matter what happens, what is happening, I run into the name of God and I am safe. I loved it. I've helped someone. I love your name. You'll be singing it to the new revelation. I love who you are completely. Like the name is, it's the completeness of who he is. Just from an hour, I told you mine is not 20 minutes. 
just from an hour quiet in the presence of God. I didn't even have this verse in my mind. It was not at my QT verse. Do you understand what I'm saying? That he can make his word alive in you as you spend time with him. That took my intimacy with him to another level. And I love it. Let's take our intimacy with God to the next level by hearing his voice. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The fullness of who he is. And the righteous run into that name and they are safe. Another relation he made with that was Psalms 91. That those who dwell in the secret place of Almighty shall abide under the shadow. You know, this one I've not yet gotten time to go through it, but I'll just give you where I've reached. That a shadow means that you're very close to him. So if the sun is on this side, have you, my husband, when I walk with him, when I used to walk, these days we rarely walk, but when the sun is shining, he will go to the wall, if there's a wall, because at the wall there's a, sh- there's a shadow. Do you get what I mean? So that until the wall is done, those who've been to our home, there's a long wall between our gate for the estate and where we get like to the main road. So he'll walk there close to the shadow until the wall is done. Then now he has to be exposed to the sun. That's why he always has a cape. You can gift him with a cape. He loves them because of the sun. So like that's a picture I have. Like we are very close to God that he's shielding you. You are in his shadow. You can't be in his shadow when you are far. All from 20 minutes of my time with God. Giving me pictures of what his word means. His word coming alive. He's no longer a story to me. It's too late. No one can convince me that God is not real. He's my friend. Praise the Lord. Jesus spent a lot of time with his disciples. And that's what I feel one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit came. Because Jesus is not here physically and he can't be all over the world. Like I told you, a quick example is like Apostle Selman, a blessing to the body of Christ. But physically, he has to be in his church. And that's, what, that's why God, Jesus, sent the Holy Spirit. You see, all that time they used to, to spend with Jesus, Jesus taught them about many things. All the red letters were Jesus teaching and saying things that the disciples could hear and follow. And they would ask questions. You've seen it severally? They would ask him questions. Why is this? Why is this? And he would answer them. And that's why, apart from God the Father, the disciples were the closest people to Jesus on earth. Do you know that? Do you know that, children of God? Yes. Why? Because they spent a lot of time together and there's a lot of communication going on. So who are the current disciples, children of God? Say me. And how are you spending time with God enough for him to teach you and for you to ask questions? Through hearing the voice of God. Otherwise, we are disciples who are nothing like the other disciples. Jesus is not here in person, but we have the Holy Spirit alive in us. Amen? And God speaks. He's not an idol. He's not the golden calf that they made and said that this one is the one who got us out of Egypt. It is a life from hell. The God we serve speaks. And there's a way to confirm and all that. So there's no reason to fear. Amen? I want us to stand up. I want you to thank God 
that you have him, that you can hear his voice, that you're a child and not an orphan, that God speaks. I want to hear us lift up your voice and talk in your own language, in your own way, the way you talk to God. Not for anyone to hear, not for me to see you speaking, but you thanking God that you hear him, that he speaks. Lebracos tala jataze, lepriku zandala prako jatalaraba, zekula prakande leproku zandalaraba, jepa kosota, libra koza tashataze, lekoraba santa larabo shata, mazeku zataze. That we are alive in you, lashtaze kula prande, that every child of God can hear your voice la karaba setuza jebra koza talaraba kasata laraze jebra koza taze jibra kosta laraba karabos talare zeshota larabaze Lord that we want to know you we want to hear your voice we want you to be real to us be more real to anyone who's desiring from today in the name of Jesus you can never be too real is the language of the lukewarm too that is too much it's it's too too no we want to know you more every day to hear your voice to be guided by you to be friends with you anoint our ears our spiritual ears to hear you people's ears are hot that is just a symbol to show you what god is doing to your inner ears that you hear him better in the name of Jesus let that even come with healing for anyone who has any hearing problem physically i speak healing in the name of Jesus that our ears will be clearly hearing physically and spiritually in the name of Jesus thank you father everyone who has made a decision to make more time for you to value your word to spend more time with you in the secret in the quiet lord may that be fulfilled in the name of jesus from this from today that you'll call them into the secret place that they will not be able to sleep if they've not spent time with you they'll run to their they'll have a corner in their house where they meet with you every single day in the name of jesus let the fruits be evident to all of what friendship with you looks like Thank you Father. We love you. We exalt you. We belong to you. Any matter that needs solving in any life of anyone under the sound of my voice, I speak clarity from today in the name of Jesus. Let them go and spend time with you today and hear a solution directly solving the issue that they've had. And let them testify of your goodness next week that you spoke and things are working for your glory. We love you and we bless you. And any other circumstance that needs to be moved, I move it now as your servant in the name of Jesus. An impossible situation in any life under the sound of my voice. I move it now in the name of Jesus. Any mental illness, there's someone you've been battling in your mind. I speak healing over you right now in the name of Jesus. May the Holy Spirit from today be your counselor, setting everything right. You're not confused. In the name of Jesus no more confusion from today in the name of Jesus peace that surpasses all human understanding 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray and believe.